It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm David Harrison, Washington football team writer for SI.com Scan Nation. My co-host Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Mentor show on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern and on the Odyssey app. We thank you for making this your first listen every single day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. And we're on Twitter at WrestleMania621, at DHarrison82, and at LockedWFTPod. Again, thank you for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen every day. On this episode, it's our end of week episode, our final preview of this weekend's matchup between your Washington football team and the Las Vegas Raiders. So we're going over the latest injury details as we have them with one more injury update to come. We are going to hear from some Washington football team fans as we like to do. We're going to talk about the impact of this game and we're going to make our predictions and our keys to this game for the Washington football team. But Chris, let's kick it off with some injury news. Let's go over the injury report coming out Thursday not participating for Washington are safety in the box, linebacker safety, Landon Collins, Eric Flowers, a new addition Thursday after practicing on Wednesday. J.D. McKissick still not participating, listed with a concussion. Guard West Schweitzer and cornerback Benjamin St. Juice. You've got more about with cornerback, the, the young rookie cornerback, limited in practice, running back Antonio Gibson, center Tyler Lawson, which is an improvement from uh, Wednesday's report. Wide receiver Curtis Samuel, guard Brandon Scherf, tight ends, Ricky Seals-Jones, and Logan Thomas. Right. So a lot to kind of digest there even before we get to the Las Vegas side of things. I mean, obviously, you know, the the, the biggest concerns that you would have is Eric Flowers going from um, participating Wednesday to not participating on, fr- on Thursday. Uh, and, and again, we'll obviously have to see how it develops you know, for Friday and then whether or not they can play. Uh, sometimes, David, you know, that is a, a, a you know, usually you see a veteran day off on Wednesday, especially on a short week. Yeah. Sometimes that is something. Sometimes that's not something. Sometimes that's just maintenance and backing off because uh, maybe a guy feels something a little bit. So we don't know the severity, uh, quite honestly, of it. Um, and and that's okay. I mean, look, that would be a huge huge loss if Eric Flowers wasn't able to participate uh, in this game, quite honestly. He's been their best offensive lineman mm-hmm. uh, pretty much all year. Um, you know, maybe you could have made an argument for Chase Roulier, but I really think it was Flowers. And then the whole Landon Collins situation, you know, again, DNP, DNP um, with the foot. Again, same thing. I don't know what to expect there. Um, you know, Ron Rivera doesn't give you much on injuries, it's obviously not an encouraging sign. And, and boy, you know, I, I, I didn't think we would say this, but as we've talked about throughout the year, you know, at this point, based on the splash plays that he made on Monday night, the forced fumble, the sort of half sack, uh, a couple of other big plays in, in space, you know, you absolutely need Landon Collins. Um, you absolutely need him. 
um, because they need all the defensive weapons that they can get to combat a very, very potentially explosive and electric offense. So I'd hate to see uh, Landon Collins not be available. I mean, J.D. McKissick, like this is what I think I said right after the game uh, with you and, and maybe when I was on my own episode with Doc Walker. Uh, which was, well, the player and the agent both say, oh, we're going to play, got to play. Everything's fine. Everything's great. Uh, you know, I've just learned never to trust that, <laughs> you know? So, I I mean, he's got to get cleared from concussion protocol yeah. in order to play, and I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously, you know, you don't want to take any weapons away uh, from the team. I mean, they're just starting to get a lot of these weapons back. You yeah. don't want to lose any more than you have to. And then especially yeah. December is the most critical month of football in the National Football League. So you definitely want to be getting or staying healthy. Yeah, and actually, I want to throw in one other thing, and I'm glad you you noted it because I, I didn't see this originally. Uh, was Larson, Tyler Larson, going from DNP yesterday to limited today, no. uh, meaning Thursday, and especially considering Wes Schweitzer, who replaced him at center, who left Monday night's game early and Keith Ismael then replaced him their fourth center on the year and really in the last four weeks, you know, that's an encouraging sign that Larson might be able to play and come back uh, because he was dealing with a sprained MCL, I believe was the official uh, medical diagnosis. So again, you know, we got to see how Friday works out and then we got to see game day and all that stuff. But I mean, hopefully if Schweitzer can't play and that would be a blow, uh, hopefully Tyler Larson can give them something. And also a little bit of good news. You know, Curtis Samuel said he came out of Monday's game feeling pretty, pretty darn good, which I mean, this, re- you know, this represents major, major progress. Yeah, absolutely. And then for the, for the Raiders side of things, uh, just kind of the, the highlights here, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson limited in part in, in practice on Wednesday with a calf injury did not participate in Thursday. I know you've got some more notes on that. Defensive end Carl Nassib not participating for a second straight day. Tight end Darren Waller, uh, your boy Q, our boy Q, host of the Lockdown Raiders podcast, said on the crossover he doesn't expect Darren Waller to to play, but will still play by ear just because that's the more prudent thing to do, not participating Wednesday or Thursday. Josh Jacobs added to the injury report on Thursday, the starting running back for the Las Vegas Raiders, who honestly, and to to Q's only mission, has not really produced, and it's not totally his fault, but – Bottom line is the running game there in, in Las Vegas has not produced, but without Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake is a good complimentary guy, but I don't know how much I would want to rely on him as the sole carrier there in the backfield. So Josh Jacobs getting added with an ankle injury, which is especially bad for a running back uh, yeah. on Thursday, limited participant there. Yeah. And, and what's interesting too, is Peyton Barber, who I think was scratched for Thanksgiving, the former Washington football running back might see an uptick in his work, presumably, yeah. if if Jacobs obviously can't play or or is limited or whatever. So that's something to keep an eye on. And as far as Deshaun Jackson, uh, he told reporters that he just had a spasm in his calf. Doesn't think it's, quote unquote, too serious. Um, and, uh, you know, just kind of playing it safe uh, after playing an elevated amount, I think over 40 snaps yeah. against the Cowboys, had that big runaway touchdown on the first series uh, for Vegas, where Derek Carr had plenty of uh, time, uh, and then Deshaun caught it on a like a deep over route, mm-hmm. and then just ran away from the Cowboys defenders, which he will do. I think honestly, looking at, I mean, Deshaun, like I, I'm a huge Josh Jacobs fan, uh, and I love me some Darren Waller, but honestly, I think Deshaun Jackson might be the most uh, concerning name on that list right now. If you're the Las Vegas Raiders, just because you've seen what other teams have been able to do from time to time, and including last week 
uh, with Seattle to this secondary and having a guy like Deshaun Jackson on the field. Cause I mean, Brian Edwards, you know, probably faster long, you know, long-term uh, than, than a guy like Hunter Renfro and all that, but he's not exactly the speedster that a guy like Deshaun Jackson, even, even in this day and age uh, still is for that team. And of course, you know, Washington fans, you know, looking forward to seeing the secondary, hopefully bottle up uh, Deshaun Jackson there for the Raiders. Uh, but Chris, you got some other news here, uh, reserve some, some injured reserve moves and news cornerback, Benjamin St. Juice, that rookie that we talked about not participating uh, yep. again all this week, put on, the IR. So he's officially shut down for three days. I don't know if we're expecting more or not, uh, but cornerback Daryl Roberts comes off of the IR and then uh, fullback Alex Arma signed to the practice squad for whatever that's worth. Yeah. And, and with St. Juice, this is the second time he's been in concussion protocol and yeah. now on IR. So that tells you, you know, uh, I don't know if the, they're both directly connected, but I mean, it's obviously concerning enough that, that it's, it's the second time in concussion protocol. He missed a game earlier this year. I uh, can't remember which one, David. Um, may have been Atlanta, may have been New Orleans. I'm not sure. I'd have to look that up. Uh, but again, second time in concussion protocol in less than a rookie year. That's, again, not an encouraging sign, especially uh, you know for a guy that is going to have to be physical in order to you know, stay in the NFL and to be what Washington drafted him to be. But Daryl Roberts is a veteran uh, more of a slot guy. So I would expect, again, you know, when they go in nickel, Daryl Roberts will be the primary nickel. Kendall Fuller will stay outside. Whereas, you know, when St. Just has been around, it's allowed them to put Fuller uh, at times inside. So, you know, it's a little bit of a different prism and a little bit of a different look. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and Benjamin St. Just's guy going back to the offseason. I mean, we can go all the way back to January. I remember, uh, you know, before I was I was joining the show back in January, I, I joined you for an episode or two from yep. Mobile at the Senior Bowl, and I was telling you how much I was impressed with a guy like Benjamin St. Juice, and if this team was looking to maybe get more physical, maybe go to more of a man kind of coverage scheme, that he would be a guy that would fit that beautifully. And I know a lot of fans, and even us you know, out here, we've been kind of, I don't want to call it frustrated, but kind of flabbergasted about the amount of zone that we've seen with kind of some of the man uh, player pieces that have been brought into this defense. But then you look at some of the injuries that they've had, uh, especially up front and then even in the secondary there. And and I think that's it, it seems to be that's what defense coordinators do. When you get new blood mixed in that aren't used to communicating as much, you put them in zone, which is a little confusing to me. Never been an NFL defense coordinator, but more communication is needed in zone coverage, I think, than in man per se. But that's a conversation for another time. So some injury updates there from both sides of the ball. Uh, both of them looking to get healthy. Both of them looking to get wins. Must wins. Honestly, for both of these teams right now, the Las Vegas Raiders uh, have a winning record. So you might look at them and say, you know, maybe they can afford to, to drop a game and still be in it. But Chris, they are in the only division in the NFL where every single team has a winning record. Las Vegas Raiders near the bottom of the AFC West or at the bottom, even though they have a winning record. That's how good the AFC West has been despite Kansas City's struggles. Something else that's super good, really good, and 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 always there if you need them, Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts like this one for the power of knowledge you're going to switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes of your favorite podcast, including the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. You also get the power of three unlimited data lines for $30 a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power as well and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all the knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? You might become as powerful as Taylor Heineke on a three-game winning streak. Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's large 5G networks. 
More power to save, Boost Mobile, free phone, limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. All right, in this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. Uh, filled with so much holiday goodness, decadent flavor, covered in 100% soft and easy to chew chocolate, but low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. You get the both. Uh, you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. Uh, I had two of the Built Bar newest flavors uh, on the way to do my radio show on Thursday for lunch. That's how I kind of attacked it. Oh, so good. You could get Cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, one of my favorites, mint brownies, David, uh, his favorite, cherry, double chocolate, whatever one you want, get you some extra fuel to get in and out of the mall and all the holiday shopping that you have to do without eating terribly for you. Uh, And guess what, guys? You can help out Santa and throw him a few Built Bars or have him throw in a few Built Bars into some stockings if you smell what we're cooking. Here's what we want you to do. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your entire order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen each and every day, along with David Harrison at dharrison 82 uh, on Twitter, I'm Chris Russell at Russellmania621, the podcast at Locked WFT Pod at Locked WFT Pod. And David, uh, now that we have the injuries and a couple of roster transactions, as we look ahead to this game, we'll have uh, our official game picks and preview coming up uh, here in just a little bit. I wanted to ask you, what would a win mean for the Washington football team? I mean, despite the obvious, a four-game winning streak and a six-and-six six record, what would it mean in your eyes? What would it say about this team? Uh, I think I think it says that you're starting to build a little bit of consistency because in order to win this game, you don't necessarily, and, and that's it's kind of a weird thing to say, but you don't necessarily have to play a clean game. And I would almost say that this team would actually gain, and I'm not going to wish it on them, right? But it almost gain a little bit if they won a messy game. You know what I mean? And and I say that because it, it kind of goes back to last week and and or winning to the Seattle Seahawks and being in a position to potentially lose the game and be able to look back and say, man, we kind of gave one away that we could have won. You go back to the beginning of the year, there are plenty of games that we can look back on, right? The New Orleans Saints game, even the Kansas City Chiefs, Green Bay Packers. Those are games that this team could have been more competitive in and possibly could have won some of those games. And you can look back on that and say, oh, look, those are some moments. But those moments are a lot easier to point out when you are winning and then you drop a game because of that or you struggle in a game. So I think it, it kind of clear, clears it up just a little bit, but even if they come out and, and I don't want to make it sound like it'd be a negative to come out, just completely dominate the Raiders. Cause that's never going to be a bad thing, but building a little bit of confidence in your own resiliency. It's easy to say we want to be a resilient team or we believe we're a resilient team and then be a resilient team. Uh, Taylor Heineken, when he threw that interception last week, uh, we, we would all be lying. If not, if a lot of us didn't say, Oh crap, is this going to be one of those games? And, and that's just kind of the, the development of a quarterback that goes from struggling to playing really well as you always kind of waiting for that other shoe to drop, right? So to speak. So in this game, if you have some of those situations and you see the team bounce back from it and then come away with a one or even a two score victory, then you grow a little bit better from that kind of thing. But even if you come out and play super well, you're going to build a little bit more confidence in your program in your system and in each other to do the job you need to do. 
Um, I'm going I'm to give a lot of credit. We have some experts in, in, uh, in, in the network, but sometimes we go out of the network, right? Chris, you brought in an expert from outside the network, obviously very tied to the team. It was an amazing interview guys. If, if you haven't listened to our, our Wednesday episode, make sure you go listen to it. And, and what's one of the things he mentioned that why has this defense continued to get better? Despite the fact that it's also lost Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Well, a little bit, and we've talked about this a little bit. Yeah. What was Ron Rivera saying about Chase Young shortly before he got injured? That he wasn't yep. always playing on script, wasn't always just doing his job and trusting the guys around him. Sometimes he was a little, doing a little too much. And when you do that, sometimes you mess up things. And these guys are coming in and they're just doing their job and they're trusting the coaches, they're trusting each other, and you're building that resilience and camaraderie. And I think that's huge. And hopefully, like like your guest said. Hopefully those guys, while they're healing, are watching and realizing what it means to be part of the system. Yeah, and uh, by the way, that was uh, Rick Doc Walker, former Super Bowl. Well, I guess once you're a Super Bowl champion, you're always a Super, a Super Bowl, Bowl, champ. Bowl champion. But uh. <laughs> uh, my former broadcast colleague on the Redskins radio network and uh, at the Team 980, ESPN 980, I've worked with Doc uh, for a long time, uh, veteran, you know, tight end NFL uh, and all that good stuff. But the bottom line is, is um, – He's right, and 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 a lot of people are probably starting to figure that out. Chaka Tony's been great. A couple of third down situations uh, over the couple of games that he's played uh, since Chase and Montez went out. Um, you don't want to say it's because of that, but certainly guys have elevated right. their game. Most notably, Chaka Tony, but Casey Tuhill uh, and James Smith Williams have played good roles uh, as well. Here's one thing that I think a fourth straight win and a six and six record, and obviously. Uh, you know, maintaining your playoff positioning, at least for now, um, would indicate with the Dallas Cowboys coming to FedEx field, regardless of what is going to be at stake in the game. And obviously it would be a hugely important game for division conference, all that stuff. I mean, there could be a bunch at stake, right? We'll get into that uh, later. Uh, David, they've been averaging right around 52,000 for every home game, no matter the opponent. Would a four-game winning streak and the Dallas Cowboys, do you think that would boost the attendance to 60,000, 65,000, 70,000? Do you think it would have any boost? I certainly any, hope so. And yeah, I certainly hope it's not because a bunch of Cowboys fans traveled into the nation's capital to see their guys play. Well, they don't have to travel often. There's a lot of those, uh, a lot of yeah, those a people lot of around ended, here yeah. uh, that, you know, of course, grew up as diehard Dallas right. Cowboy fans, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I would hope that Washington fans would, would return to the stadium, even if it's just for the night. I mean, obviously you want them to come back more and more consistently, but even if it's just for that night, see your team have the opportunity, like, the difference between, and I wrote a little bit about this for SI.com, there's a difference between what happened with last year's team and what's happening with this year's team. It looks very similar, struggling into the bye, coming up strong after the bye, and going on a run and all that stuff. The difference, though, is that when, 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 the, when the Washington football team won the division last year, by and large, it was basically looked at as that they, they fell into a division title. This is a situation right now where you can look at the Washington football team and, and shout out to the schedule makers for kind of setting this whole thing up. But you can look at it and say, this Washington football team, if this team wins the NFC East, it's because they're going to go out there and get it. You know what I mean? Like they're going to go out there and they're going to put the opponents away. They're going to put the division rivals away. They're going to start from behind and they're going to come up. This, what, this isn't the... It may not be the strongest division in the NFC, right? I think that the NFC North is definitely competing to be the worst division in the conference right now. But this is a little bit less of an accidental 
uh, winning of a division for Washington if they do continue this this string of success and pull this thing off. It's not going to be looked at as as much of a stumbling into a, a division championship as much as it is they went out there and got it. And that's a huge difference, I think, in the confidence of a team. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, and like you said, five straight division games starting next Sunday. So it's going to get really interesting regardless of what happens on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. But it sure would be even more interesting if you're riding a four-game winning streak and if Washington can get it done, which I don't think they're being favored by the odds makers to get it done, but maybe they can pull off the upset as the road dog. Yeah, maybe. And I'll tell you what, no matter what the odds are, if you feel confident in your Washington football team, like I'm sure some of our listeners are, you can go to Bet Online. AG and make your wager because they've got you covered for all the props, odds, and lines that you could ever need as football continues its march towards the playoffs. Bet online remains your number one spot for all your sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. If you're not looking for football action, if you're looking for basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, or your favorite Vegas casino games, you'll find them there as well. So don't wait to take advantage of all the things going on in 2021 before it's all over bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed All right, Chris, back now here to finish up the week, finish up this episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. And I'm just realizing, Chris, we have voicemails that we have not even played yet in this episode. Oh, and we need to okay. uh, to hear from uh, some of our, our listeners and some of the Washington fans that we're hoping maybe if they're local enough are going to be returning to the stadium here very soon. I'm very, I'm very excited because the Raiders may seem like a tough opponent, but the reason I think we beat them is because I've seen it. They, all season, they play up or play down to whoever they're playing. The stadium is beautiful. Uh, when I was visiting family in Vegas for Thanksgiving, we went to the Bengals game. Beautiful stadium. They got smacked in the game. I saw them. I understand they beat the Cowboys, but Dallas is known for snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Heineke looks all right. Defense, I think you can really say, is back, considering the two defensive ends are not playing. I wanted to ask y'all, what are the chances that Sweat is back, not for this game, but for the Dallas game? And I'm really impressed with Landon Collins. You guys said it. Landon Collins has saved his season. Whether he wanted to go to linebacker or not, uh, his agent is probably saying, hey, hey, bro, you got to stay a linebacker because you're way better at linebacker. Um, and Kendall Fuller, not just the interception. He just had a really good game. He's gradually come on throughout the season. I love Cam Curl. I'm excited. And I, I think we win the game 24-20. But thanks for taking my call, guys. I'm, I'm excited. Kind of hear what Ryan's saying. I think the Raiders are a very up-and-down team, and they kind of show up from the moment. They don't show up from the moment. So the fact that Washington is actually the underdog in this game uh, probably plays into Washington's hands because it means the Raiders aren't going to show up as motivated as maybe they otherwise would. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, it's time to get to our game predictions and our keys and everything that we normally do in the go-home episode. 
So for key to the game, uh, David, I would uh, tee you up and say, what is your key? Uh, presuming a, or well, what is your key for the Washington football team? Uh, <laughs> maybe to win or maybe to lose. Yeah, honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to copy paste from Seattle. And it sounds kind of weird to do that because they're not exactly the same exact teams, but I think this is a, this is a Raiders offense that really is going to kind of live and die off the explosive play. So if you don't give up more than 10% explosive plays for their offense and look, you go back to last week, the Seattle Seahawks and they had 35 uh, total offensive plays, the Washington football team defense gave up exactly temper. I mean, 3.5 plays would be 10%, right? They gave up three. So basically they got as close to that line as you could without going over it. And you saw what happened. They kind of came away with a, a closer than comfortable uh, win, very exciting win, but closer than comfort uh, would allow. So you kind of look at the same, this, this Raiders team as well. If they, if they can keep the Raiders from getting three explosive plays out of 30 or four explosive plays, they have 40 snaps, whatever it is during this game, then I think they have a chance to be in it at the end and pull out the, the road victory as an underdog. All right. I like that. Uh, for me, it's going to be doing, the things that they didn't do well enough last week or on Monday night, converting those short yardage situations. You know, this Vegas Raiders defense uh, allows about 40% on third down, which is the league average, right? They allow more in the red zone than a lot of other teams. So Washington is really going to have to take advantage, David, of converting those third and shorts. Part of that is because you can't win this game with 17 points. Right. You need probably a minimum of 24 points to win this game. So that's my key uh, in that regard. My player of the game, from a Washington perspective, I'll go with Antonio Gibson. Even though it's a short week and he had 36 touches, I don't sense that J.D. McKissick is going to be able to play. But that means <laughs> Antonio Gibson on a short week with a heavy workload is going to have to take on a probably heavier workload. I think the game plan is going to be somewhat similar. But ultimately, my overall player of the game is Derek Carr. I think he's playing at a fairly high level. He struggled in December, so that's something to keep an eye on. I think he's taken a big step up in leadership and is the unquestioned face of that franchise. So Derek Carr, for me, uh, overall. Yeah, my player of the game is going to be up front. It's going to be Jonathan Allen. And, and you look at Josh Jacobs, and we talked about how he hasn't really had the greatest season in the world anyway. And even if he does play, 420 rushing yards for him uh, so far this season, uh, You know, almost 300 yards behind Antonio Gibson, who's playing in kind of a touch share situation with J.D. McKissick when he's healthy. Uh, but I think Jonathan Allen, for one, making sure that Josh Jacobs' rough 2021 season continues and don't let this be his breakout game. And then two, getting pressure on Derek Carr. If Deshaun Jackson is out there, uh, the good thing about Deshaun Jackson, he's a big play waiting to happen. The bad thing about Deshaun Jackson is a lot of those plays take a while to develop. So Jonathan Allen, you love to see him come up with a sack or two, but even if he's just getting pressures, even if he's just getting in Derek Carr's face, make him uncomfortable and speed up the play of the Las Vegas Raiders because that goes against Deshaun Jackson potentially burning you deep. And my bold prediction for this game, Chris, is going to be that Logan Thomas and Curtis Samuel, again, assuming there are no setbacks, both find the end zone for Washington Ooh. on Sunday. Oh, I like it. I'm going to go with DeAndre Carter with a kickoff return either inside the 10 or a touchdown. Remember on Thanksgiving Day in Arlington, Texas, Tony Pollard of the Cowboys ripped off a 100-yard kickoff return. I, I know that doesn't happen, obviously, every game, but where there's a will, there's a way. And DeAndre Carter, we've seen, if you give him a seam, he can take it to the house or certainly deep enough. And I'm going to combine my bold prediction and give you a second one attached to special teams. New place kicker, Brian Johnson has a chip shot or extra point opportunity that he misses, and it helps cost the game for the Washington football team. 
Mm. And the Washington football team. I am such a Debbie Downer, aren't I? (laughs) The Washington football team, one-point underdogs. So similar to last week, this line has been moving. I think a lot of people are taking Washington. They were down two and a half points as recent as Wednesday. Now they're only down one point on the road to the Vegas Raiders. Chris, I think we all know where you're going. Here's where I'm going. I'm going Washington 28-21 because you said that they need to score at least 24 points. I agree with you. And they're actually undefeated when they score 24 or more Mm. points. I think they hit the mark. I think they go a little bit above it. And I think they come out of Vegas with a win. And if the New Orleans Saints can do us all a favor, that means we've got first place competition matchup the next week against the Dallas Cowboys. That would be great. Unfortunately for me, I I just see them coming up just short. I mean, listen, I want to believe. I want to... I want to think, I know they can, uh, I know they're capable. I know if they clean up some things, they could. And I know Vegas is not a great team by any means. Uh, but I, I do see them struggling just enough and making enough mistakes where they lose a close game. 24-21 Las Vegas is my official prediction. Yeah. And I mean, this is one of the, I mean, again, this is, it's a one point spread according to the odds makers, which means they definitely think this game could go Either way, we saw an even spread against Seattle Seahawks, and you saw how that ended up. Uh, So, Chris, before we get out of here for the week, before we get out of here for this episode, let's hear from one more Burgundy and Gold fan. Three wins in a row, baby. What's up, fellas? This is your boy, Hogskins. Before I mention uh, about the game, uh, I want to mention uh, Camion's message, man. He he made that (laughs) those built bars sound so good. Man, I had my mouth watering. Now, I'm just glad, number one, I'm glad uh, Gibson did not fumble. 29 carries, and he didn't fumble. I really thought he would have fumbled at least once, but I'm glad he didn't. I know one thing that made me mad was uh, that onside kick. I know number 59, the first onside kick, he ducked when he could have caught the ball. I heard, I don't rewatch the game, but I heard on the second onside kick, he did the same thing, number 59. Like, man, come on, man, I could have just reach through the TV and choke that guy. Anyway, you know, we got the win, though. Oh, also thought it was funny at the end of the game when the uh, announcer <laughs> called us the Redskins. But uh, anyway, man, we got the Raiders. You know, bring on the Raiders, man. In the words of the great Muhammad Ali, the skins are going to float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Rumble, Redskins, rumble. Ah! All right. That's our guy, Hogskins, with always a, a, a certainly a very good and interesting voicemail. Uh, by the way, number 59 is Jordan Kanasik. I remember very much the first one, uh, David, and it was not a pretty looking uh, deal. Uh, I don't remember the second one, so I'll have to go back uh, and, and check that. But 59 is definitely Jordan Kanasik, and he's largely on this roster. Uh, because of special teams. All right. Thanks to uh, Ryan and Hogskins for the voicemails. Uh, you guys did a great job as always. We appreciate it. If you want to hop in on the voicemail, 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577. Do us a favor, try and get in right after the game on Sunday evening so that we can get you on the immediate analysis episode or as many on as we can. Um, it certainly helps to have the freshest reaction, if you will, um, so that, well, it sounds updated uh, and it is updated. So if you want to hop in 301-615-3577, or if you want, email lockwftpod at gmail.com. Thanks for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen each and every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On Pets podcast with your boy Q. 
who joined David earlier on the crossover Thursday edition of LOWFT and Locked On Raiders, and his partner, Lee Sterling. That's going to do it for us Washington football team fans for today's episode and for the rest of this week. We will be back with an immediate analysis after Sunday late afternoon uh, late afternoon contest at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Thanks again for making us your choice. And we are free and available on all platforms. For David Harrison, who's covering the Washington football team, Fresside.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell Medhurst Show, if I can remember my partner's name, on the Team 980. We'll be back again Sunday night with immediate analysis after the Washington football team plays the Las Vegas Raiders right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.